0: First, say the trainers, choose your attitude. Choose calm, clear-headedness, optimism. Do not rush your movements. Rushing will make you immediately conspicuous. Move at the pace of those around you, or more slowly. Do not become visibly vigilant. When you are compromised in a denied area, resoluteness and a good cover story are your friends. All the pabulum of training revolved slowly in her mind like detritus around a plug hole. Just give it a minute, she thought. In a minute, the instinct will kick in. The rush of cold clarity will come. It will come. It will come to the soldier in me. Patterson stood up. I'm afraid we have to end this meeting, she said with a regretful smile. Dr. Kung turned and faced her, panic flaring in his eyes. What? Why? Our people tell me it's for the best. Now, you remember the procedures? She gestured towards the door. His eyes followed. He looked at the door and then back at her. We will be in touch. Try not to worry. We'll meet again very soon and we'll resolve this situation. He didn't move. Dr. Kung, we need to go now. They're here, aren't they? Follow the procedures. Someone is waiting for you. They'll ensure you get away cleanly. Oh, Christ. She opened the door and looked quickly both ways down the corridor. Dr. Kung, go. She held his damp coat for him. The spirit seemed to go out of him. His shoulders slumped, his hands hanging at his sides. Dr. Kung! He walked listlessly to her, took the coat. He walked out of the door. He didn't speak to her or look at her again as he headed down the corridor. Patterson wrapped the scarf tight around her hair, put the sunglasses back on, clicked send. Sit rep, she said. A single click came back, Maintain silence. Her own egress procedure called for a complicated weave through the apartment block, cutting across the width of the building from stairwell to stairwell, taking a street-level exit through a fire door where a watcher would pick her up. She walked through a labyrinth of corridors, slowing herself, keeping it natural. She clattered down the concrete stairwells. It took her nearly eight minutes to get to street level, where the fire door she was supposed to use was locked, a padlocked chain linking the crash bars. A good officer expects such things. She put her ear to the door, heard the thump of the wind, the rain spattering the concrete. A good officer anticipates that the door will be chained shut, or the road will be blocked by construction, or the electricity will go out at precisely the moment the operation reaches its climax. She swore. She checked the time. The watchers should have picked up the doctor by now. They would be on the MTR train with him, seeing him to safety. Why the panic, she wondered. What had the watchers seen? Who? She turned and made her way onwards through the dim corridors, looking for another exit to the street, finding none. A figure was coming towards her. She heard the footsteps on the linoleum. She turned her face down and walked on. A man carrying something. A phone? He was short of Chinese appearance, with a wrestler's sloping shoulders, thick fingers. He wore a t-shirt and running shoes. He had stopped, was watching her. She kept walking. He stood to one side, let her pass, said nothing. Lifts. The man was standing stock still some twenty feet behind her in the corridor. She could sense more than see him. Patterson pushed the lift call button she waited, every sense strung taut. The lift pinged and the doors slid open. It was empty. She stepped in, pressing the button marked Basement 2, the underground shopping precinct, she hoped. The doors began to close, but a thick hand wedged itself between them and they opened again to reveal the wrestler looking straight at her. Was this the opposition, or an opportunist mugger? He stepped into the lift, his eyes still on her, the doors closed. She moved carefully onto the balls of her feet. He was reaching for her.